Blog Talk Radio. This show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. Welcome to Keep It Magic. My name is Jackie Smith, and I'm here with my amazing co-host, Storm Sestivani. And um, we have an exciting show, a fact-filled show, a fun show, a reminiscent show. Pick a, pick a word. We've got a show for you today. So pick up the phone and give us a call. The number is 760-539-3235. And make sure to check out our sponsor, CoventryCreations.com. 
if you have a problem in your life, no matter what it is, money, love, protection, career, health, we have a candle for that. And we've had a candle for that longer than there's been an app for that. So we started the whole thing. To reach Storm off the air, you can go to psychicfriendsnow.com or like his fan page on Facebook at facebook.com backslash astrogossip. If you wanted to friend keepitmagic.com, you can go to facebook.com backslash keepinitmagic, that's without a G. And to reach me off the air, you can go to coventrycreations.com or you can go to my face, uh, my Facebook fan page, which is Coventry Creations. And apparently I've been talking too much, Storm, because it's not coming out of my mouth right anymore. <laughs> and I might be alone on the air right now. So You are not alone on the air. That was hilarious. <laughs> I, was al- I-, I was alone in my own imagination. I had to turn the mute button off. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. You, know, you threw me there for a second. Because their plans for the show changed today. It changed three times. It was this, and then it was that, and then it was this, and now it's here. Oh, I, w- I think that we should mention about next uh, Tuesday, but just to get it out of the way, Jackie and I will be doing a whole reading show next week. Yes. Because it I'm is our that. thank you for everybody for listening. So if they want a reading, they can call in and you know, talk to us. Because we're going to use, of course, our standard tarot, but I'm also going to be using a Coventry Magic Oracle. And it's interesting, this weekend I took it to a new level. And you did? And working with it. Yeah. I, I just came back from the Folk Magic Festival in New Orleans, in Nolans. And um, oh. I was around a lot of Southern folks, so if I start to get my Southern on, it's not disrespectful, it's just because I'm a little bit of a chameleon at times. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, um, literally, when you were in Boston, you started to sound like a Bostonese. You know, and then basically you brought back my um, my New York accent by the end of the time that you were there. Um, uh, you know, then you went to New Orleans. I'm sure that we'll be talking like we're Southern by the end of the show. Absolutely, because I was around Star Cassis and and Orion Foxwood, and I was around, and then a, a bunch of people from the South, and it was great. It was great. I was around some folks that grew up with Conjure and grew up with um, spirit work or work in the spirit root work. And it was it was so great to get that um to to pick their brains and, and tap that knowledge but also to mm-hmm. get the validation on the stuff that I've just been learning by being. So it's it was I, I always come back from New Orleans jazz. Yeah, the last time that you were that you came back from New Orleans I had to kind of, you know, super glue Dorothy and you to the chair and was just like the whole show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Right. You think they're worth it? <laughs> you know, let me go make a grilled cheese sandwich. And <laughs> I'll come back to hit the phone button. <laughs> right, right. You could order your pizza, put the phone on mute, you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you what did you do with the Oracle that was different this weekend? Well, um, because I was at a Folk Magic weekend and um, I was playing with them, um, and you're in that energy. Sometimes when you're in that energy, you get the inspiration. And I said, this is not only, I mean, of course, it's a building a spell because you're picking different products. Mm-hmm. But it's, again, if you look at a little bit deeper, it's building your spell even deeper, understanding what you need to do. Yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I use the, um, in my readings uh, with clients, I use the 
Coventry Oracle mainly as like an advice uh, uh, Oracle, so uh-huh. that when they, um, you know, when they say, you know, well, is there any additional message that you have for me? I'll, you know, usually pull one of the Coventry Oracle uh, cards, and then basically, uh, you know, it, it, it's always amazing um, in regards to it. I was doing one earlier and pulled. Uh, uh, fiery wall of protection, and uh, it was interesting because the the girl's issues was that you, you know she was being very very reactive, and all of her energy was all over the place, and all this other stuff. And I basically pulled that and told her that she needed to pull her energy back in at this particular point and concentrate more on herself and uh, and more on what it is that she's doing to add to this particular situation rather than um, looking at it from the other way. Of course, they don't want to hear that. You know that they want to hear that. You know. Right. Joe is uh, uh, an SOB, and <laughs> he's making her life miserable. But we don't let them get away with that. So. <laughs> no, I I can't. I just that's not that's not very helpful or healing in my world. So I've always have to add um, help them get to the next level. But one of the things that um, a lot of the conjure workers talk about, which is what I naturally do, but I love how they um, put words to it. Star. Sarcasta, she has a website called um, uh, Old Style Conjure, and she was one of the teachers there, and she's, again, an amazing person. She said, whenever you're doing your root work, you're conjuring, you're always doing, you do more than one thing. You never just do one thing because you need to do it on many layers and and different levels. Uh And, um, well, with any one thing, like let's let's say you're just doing healing work. Well, first of all, you're you're protecting the person. You're um, doing some destructive work because you're you're destroying whatever is causing the ill, and then you're replacing stuff. So you're always doing three things um, at one time, if not more. Yeah. So after listening to some people say that, I went, well, yeah, because I always do three things at once. I always do more than one thing because it 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 was natural for me, and I didn't have a reason why all the time. Um, but after looking that and then shuffling the cards and telling people what to do, it was absolutely these these are the three directions you have to come at this all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really exciting to get to get that confirmation of what I already do. And then when I would flip three cards, I would say, well, this is how you need to do all this different stuff. So one work is, and it's interesting, um, and I don't know if this was always true, but in the examples that were given, there is always one work that was within the person, inside the person. Mm-hmm. There was one work that was outside the person, uh, like protection or something like that, and that, or clearing. And then there was always something that was on the subject that, that these folks are doing. So I got excited because when I pull three cards, it, here's the energy of what's going on around you, the big the issue of the subject, and then mm-hmm. here's what you need to heal, and here's what you need to clear. So it's very, um, I get excited when when things are, are coming back like that. They, they come back and they say, yes, you're doing it right. <laughs> um, now, J- Jackie, for the audience, would you explain what the word root worker is? Root worker, when I first heard of the term... It I has nothing to do with sex, by the way. Go ahead. <laughs> I never put it there. I never, well, wait a minute. I just had to say it, Jackie. It's not that kind of rooting. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I never thought about using root work in a sexual term. I'll have to rethink that. So um, the first time I heard about root work and read about it as a term and realizing that's what I was already doing was when, um, and what, how they explained is that it started with the root. In uh, the Congo, they always had a root within their mojo bags, mm-hmm. and they called that, that was the spirit of it, the Nkisi. So I always thought root work was working with the herbs and the roots and things like that. Well, then, after um, talking with Orion Foxwood and being in a couple of his classes, he redefined it as when you work with the root, the root is the soul. Mm -hmm. So you're healing the soul. You're working with it on on the deep soul spirit level. And, And I said, that is exactly what it is, because I've always taken my magic to the healing realm, um, and and um, when I teach, it's always about what is it that you need to to change. Because, like I say, I'm a lazy witch. I don't like to go and try and do work against somebody else or involving somebody else. If I do work on myself, mm-hmm. then um, and what happens is that um, the world changes around me to meet that work. So it's it's uh that's that's how I define. Root work is kind of my new understanding of it, taking it to that deeper level. Um, it, it, it's pretty interesting because most people don't realize that the tradition of hoodoo um, is actually uh, very old um, and has its roots back in uh, Africa, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it is one of the... Um, <clears throat> more fascinating forms of magic, in my opinion, because it has kind of like a a really deep organic type of, of base to it, which um, I'm down for anything organic. Um, uh, but I noticed that even in regards to, you know, looking at the difference in regards to um, contemporary magic and um, and like hoodoo and things of that nature, that natural that natural element seems to be much more profound in um, in root working. Like what I noticed when I was looking up um, uh, some spell stuff the other day is that I noticed that there's not really like a lot of talk about crystals or things of this particular nature. Everything seems to have a very organic, alive base to it. It does. Um, I think one of the reasons why is if you go back to some of its origins, well, there usually is a, um, a quartz in there, but not that crystal quartz that we talk about, that clear quartz. They're talking more about that raw white stuff that, that you put in your yeah. garden or in your driveway. Um, so there's usually a, piece, a stone in there that is, is a spark of energy. But that wasn't something that was really available. But I tell you what, there's a lot of stuff that, that dealt with river wash stones. So it's, it's always root work, uh, conjure work, hoodoo, it's always about what's around you. I mean, mm-hmm. they didn't they did not have access to mines in Brazil to get a lovely amethyst. That's for rich people. Rich people have amethyst. Not not the not the poor people. Oh, interesting. Um and so that's why there's things like a lot of paper bag, a lot of red flannel, um a lot of um baking paper, like the kind that that parchment paper that you get um to bake your cookies on. Yeah. Um, those are types of things that were used because that's what you had around you. Wooden spoon dollies, big deal. You had a wooden spoon. Yeah, yeah. And and because they were poor people, that they were using um, uh, things that they could get a hold of relatively easily and inexpensively, correct? Yes. And it also kept it real. 
even if even if the root worker started gaining some prestige and some cash and some money, they're still not going to go and get a real some really expensive pieces and parts because that takes you away from that primal rooted energy where everything is is in the in the day to day survival. That's the other thing that you have to look at is is your ingredients are going to be um, your ingredients are going to be about day to day survival because that's what it works on that primal level. So so you don't need big crystals and big things like that in, in their head at this time. I love working with stones. I love the energy of them. Mm-hmm. And that's a new, that is very much a 20th, 21st century thing. Mm-hmm. Crystals started to become popular in the 80s and 90s, um, and that's really where a lot of that work came from. Um, but it doesn't go way back to to some of the earlier hoodoo work. But it isn't to say that hoodoo is not evolutionary because it is very evolutionary as a system. So, um and the red flannel is was used because everybody had their britches made out of red flannel, especially their winter ones. Yeah. Well, you always had red flannel around to 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 patch them, or if they got too old, you had the red flannel left over to patch other red flannel or uh or you would um use it in your hoodoo work. And also red is that color of magic. Mm-hmm. Red is the color where the um, spiritual world and the mundane world come together and, they, and they're that flame, that power, that pop. I was looking up this, this past weekend some stuff on um, healing and specifically, you know, healing something like cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know the interesting thing is that it was saying, and, and possibly you could you could answer this. Um, it w- it was it was saying in regards to regular healing to use you know like it, it was kind of like the, the the spell requirements was kind of like a hoodoo bag type of thing. Um, uh, but one of the things that it said for cancer is rather than using green, which they recommended for everything else, cancer they use black. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I can see why, because cancer is a very, very physical thing. A lot of times healing is seen in blues and purples. Mm-hmm. Um, but a, a discussion I had just, just Monday morning before I got on the plane and, and headed out was that we were talking about how um, so many people are, are just saying, well, I only do white magic, I only do white magic. And that's really a very unbalanced place to be. Mm-hmm. Because to heal something, you have to destroy something. Yes. To clear cancer, you have to destroy the cancer. So you have to be able to do um, these different things. You have to be able to, to understand. But first of all, you have to be able to understand how it works. So if somebody's doing some work against you, you know how to counter it. Yeah. Um, but I can see why they would use black for that because you're destroying the cancer. Well, what I was thinking also, Jackie, is that a lot of people will write to me and ask me why Dispel Evil is a black candle and not a white candle. Uh, that is probably the number one question that I get about um, uh, uh, the Tarot Magic line is, you know, why is Dispel Evil black? And basically, you know, I go in to explain it that, you know, um, uh, uh, that the roots of the Dispel Evil is an uncrossing um, uh, formula and that, uh, you know, uncrossing and uh, uh uh, in your system is a is is a black color, and I found it very interesting because, um, you know, it also recommends in this particular spell that I was looking at using not only a black bag but also to use a black candle with cancer. 
Mm-hmm. That's in, that's very rare because I am one of the few people that will use black candles um, regularly. Mm-hmm. Most folks are very afraid of it, and even in um, some of the conjure work, people say we always use a white candle for for cleansing, etc. Well, I think that um, the reason one of the reasons I do continue to use the black candle for uncrossing and evil, dispelling evil, um, undoing evil, shall we say is because a lot of times you, the reason why you're in that cross position or you're in the middle of all this um, drama that you need to dispel, the evil that you need to dispel, mm-hmm. is that some some fears of yours have taken hold. Yeah. And your fears live in the dark. So when you're burning down that candle, you have this bright flame yeah. that's consuming the dark. And so, hasn't there always been a lot of controversy over your your blessed herbal protection candle, which is also black as well? Yep, absolutely, because people say, well, no, protection is always white. And they go, well, I mean, I look at it as you're in the shadow, so you yeah. can't be seen. And also black is the collection of all colors or the absence of all colors, It's depending on if you're looking at it as a light source or as a, a tangible item. I'm not going to get into the physics of that. Yeah. But but when I take all kinds of paint and I mix them together, they're black, and that's where I'm coming from. <laughs> so I use <laughs> all the energy around me to um, combine together to protect me. And and it just felt right, and that protection candle works really well. Yes, yes. The um, uh, uh, Somebody recently was using Dispel Evil, and they said that they used it in a perspective to basically get somebody out of their life that they didn't um, no longer want around them, and basically that they burned it, and within two days the person was gone. <laughs> they moved. <laughs> so I, I thought that it, it was very, very interesting uh, from that particular perspective. Um, uh, so, Jackie, tell me, when you the first night that you were there, you had a book signing. Tell me about um, uh, Witchy Living and what was going on there. Witchy Living is adorable. She has this adorable little store. It's on Decatur, right by the French Market in the French Quarter. Mm-hmm. And Carol is just a lovely, lovely person. She's got so many cute things in her store and, and uh, lot, of course, lots of witchy stuff. And she carries Dorothy Morrison's products. Um, all, you know, so that, that's a really nice inventory in there. Um, it's um, a small store because all the stores in New Orleans are going to be, and especially the French quarters, are going to be kind of small unless you are grandfathered into an amazing space. Um, But she just fills it full of stuff, and she had me set up in this lovely corner, and she had um, wine and cheese there. And I was so honored that the folks running the... um, running the, the Folk Magic Festival came out that e- or evening right before they set up and they came out to, to celebrate the book signing and um, Christian Day came out and I was very pleased to see him. It was, it was the first time I met him face to face and mm-hmm. he's just as handsome in person as he is in his pictures. So that was a, a great, it was great to meet him. And um, a lot of people came out. I was was really pleased and hopefully Carol, Carol seemed very pleased too. And so. you met one of our listeners, correct? I did. I met Caroline. Nice. Yes, I did, and that was that was really neat to meet our listeners. Uh, one of our listeners. I was just, and I had, since I had never really connected with her pro- other than her being a listener on the show, it was very exciting. Yes. I felt a like a celeb. <laughs> <laughs> it's the amazing did, things that and, our show. And everyone, 
everyone who um, uh, bought a book and had me sign it, I did a little reading for with the oracle cards. And they all kind of went, oh, wow, who knew? <laughs> well, it's, it's very, very interesting, the uh, the Coventry Magic Oracle, uh, uh, how accurate it is. You know, we've done, you know, Facebook readings with them together before. Um, yeah. uh, and it is amazing what type of uh, information that gives. And especially, you know, since both of us, um, you know, even though that I have a, a, a traditional edu- education in tarot, um, both of us are very, very intuitive-based uh, creatures. So it's interesting using a different part of a deck. Now, the interesting thing that I've been doing is, you know, that I chopped up a Voyager deck. I did see that. Yeah. I saw I that online. I was very intrigued. And the thing, I don't use the deck very much. So basically what I wanted to do with it, I've had it for like 950 years. But, um, uh, you know, since it was released in the, in the 80s. But... Uh, uh, basically, I chopped it up, Jackie, not even knowing these cards at all. And you would be amazed at the power of the readings when you don't have a connection to them. Mm-hmm. In other words, when you're looking at them and you're not seeing the little title at the top that says Seven of Crystals. <laughs> right, to confuse you. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's interesting, the organic uh, uh, thing. Valmas uh, in the chat room is saying my cat wants to be on the air. Um, this is the first time he's kind of showed up to keep it magic. So <laughs> he used to come uh, to Friends Live all the time, but this is the first time he's kind of showed up to keep it magic. But he's on the other side of the door, so he can't. Uh, oh, he's he allowed to be on the other side of the door. Oh yeah, he's on the other side of the door, but that's quiet for him. <laughs> you should see it when I'm doing a consultation and he starts. Oh, that's a, the, the, thus the dangers of working from home. Yes, thus the dangers from working from home. But uh, uh, so people don't worry. I am not here torturing my cat. There's no, um, uh, there is no cat hoarding that's going on here. Although I aspire to be a cat hoarder. Um, really? Uh, really? I I, I kind of like you know when I'm old, Jackie. Like in another twenty years, um, I want to be the crazy cat me. <laughs> my ambition in life. I'm not I'm not a fan of that, but you know how I feel about cats. Yes, yes. Um but you're right, you know they all are inherently bulimic when they're born. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Do you want to take us to a break? Um yeah, I guess it's time for us to take yes, a break. Yes, it is. Take us out. It, again, quick that quick half hour so we're going to take a break right now so check out our sponsor at coventrycreations.com you have about three minutes you can do a lot of purchasing in that time and we'll be right back do not touch that dial Thank you. 
And welcome back to Keep It Magic. This is Storm Sestavani, and of course, I am here with the lovely and talented, gifted, and on her rainbow tour, the lovely Jackie Smith. Uh, pick up the phone and give us a call. The number is 760-539-3235. Again, that's 760-539-3235. Uh, make sure that you visit our sponsor at www.coventrycreations.com. Uh, Jackie, um, let's go now to this little weird parade um, uh, that, that you were part of. Talk to me about that. It's called a second line. And if you don't know what a second line is, what that is is it's the... the you, did um, you say second life? Line. Okay, line because second life is some virtual world that you're living in your imagination. I've done too much of that, so... <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not talk that. about the second line. Second line. Well, it's a memorial service. So it's a memorial parade, and um, there's um, folks playing jazz and people dancing, and and the and they're coordinated. Let me tell you something. These folks are coordinated. So this is from there's different groups within New Orleans that dance in the parade, and they have um, clubs, or uh, I'm not sure what the right word is, but this was from the Sudan Club, member of that, and um, all the women were in these lovely purple shirts, tan pants, tan fedoras with purple feathers in it. All the men were in lavender suits with lavender fedoras. The little boys had lavender suits and fedoras on, and, and the little girls had lavender dresses, and their hair, short, hair was all up in braids. And it was everybody was dancing. They were doing their line step, and they were doing that, that dance walk. The, the jazz bands were playing. It was amazing. So we're, I was at the corner of Treme and St. Louis, which have, I don't know if you've seen the show Treme, and it's really about um, the musicians and, and the parades and stuff mm-hmm. that that go on for Mardi Gras and, and more. So um, people were gathering. There were hundreds, thousands of people that were gathering to watch the second line. And so um, people had, folks had ropes, and you know how they got everybody out of the way? One guy with a rope on this side, one guy with a rope on the other end of the block, and he just started walking. <laughs> he moved people out of the way. It was amazing. And um, it it was such an experience. It's an experience like none other. Mm-hmm. Because this is a celebration of one man's life. His name was Don. Don had um, a group of people just celebrating his life and doing this memorial parade. F- folks were dancing in his honor. Um, when I told Dorothy about it, she said there's something very cleansing about a second line. And I have to say I cried, not for Don, but just for this intense energy. So there was, um, at any one time, there would be people lining the streets, like two blocks long, house to house, sidewalk to sidewalk, um, across the whole thing, and it was jam-packed. And if you were trying to be a salmon and swimming upstream with this, folks, you're not going to happen. <laughs> you were going in the same direction as everybody, and you were dancing. There was such energy. And I'm gonna, I have a bunch of pictures. I have a million and one pictures that I am. Um, oh, I can't also. wait to see them all. Um, you can just see the energy and the movement. People were, you know, Some people were standing on cars, hopefully their own, and, and, and dancing. Um, it was just amazing if you can do it if you can be part of one or watch one um 
it's something to do. It's something to drop everything and go do. Because I'm in the middle of this, and, I, and I'm thinking, this now, is are these, are these regular events in New Orleans? Um, every Sunday. There's, I think you have to get a permit. I'm not sure, but the police, yeah, you have to get a permit because the police are there. You have to pay the police to be there yeah. to control the crowds. And um, <clears throat> it's, uh, it, it's what the cab driver said is that every Sunday around noon, they have a second line for somebody. It's always for somebody. So, yep. Oh, interesting. That's very that's very, very fascinating. It, of course, it, when I lived there for a short period of time, I never participated in any of that menagerie. But <laughs> well, Between that and going down Frenchman Street on Saturday night and or Sunday night and listening to um, the live musicians play in the street. It, that, to be honest that, with you, the only thing that I really remember about the French Quarter is, of course, all of the artists around, I think it's St. Jackson Square. Yep, Jackson Square. Uh, you know, all of the artists that were around there. Um, the fact that you could get amazing petrols, which is uh, a petrol is Fritos, um, a chili, and sour cream. Yeah. And when you walk down Bourbon Street, it smells like urine. Yeah, unless it's first thing in the morning and then it smells like Murphy's oil soap. Oh. <laughs> and urine. But, you know, Bourbon Street and um, Royale Street are only two. Of the many streets on there, and I, I, um, I go up just in, in, into crazy different areas, check out the residential areas. Of course, I stopped um, for a hot second and looked at the Lalori Mansion, which is the creepiest, most haunted house in the world. I swear. There's one of these days we'll have um, Dorothy tell the story about the Lalori Mansion because she tells it the best. Oh. Of anyone I've heard, but. It's um there was a lot of torture that went on in the Lalori mansion. Um Can you feel doctor it? And his wife. Yeah. Pardon me? Can you feel it on the outside? You can feel it on the outside. Okay, the first time I went up there in um last year, Dorothy says, I know where I'm taking you and she rushed us there and she said, I said, Where are we going to? I'm not telling you. You're just gonna know when you get there and you're gonna be amazed. So I think we're going like to a new beignet shop, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> Because I came back from New Orleans. Did you say Benway or Benoit? <laughs> no, Beignet. Beignet. No, Beignet. <laughs> beignet and Chicory. Café du Monde. You know, okay. I thought we we're going to go get a new croissant or something. And so she stops in front of the building and I and she goes, look at this place. And I and she goes, isn't it beautiful? And I look inside and there was all the all the furniture covered with, with sheets. And I look in there and I am sick. I am creeped out. I want to step away. And Patty put her hand on the building and actually got tears in her eyes. And then Dorothy told us a story. There's, um, And she tells the story way better than I. The LaLori Mansion was a place where Dr. and Mrs. LaLori lived, and they were very, um, they threw a lot of lavish parties. Mm-hmm. They were the A crowd, the cream of the crop. Top drawer, I tell you. And um, to be invited to one of their parties was to be accepted into society. Yeah. So... Madame LaLaurie would disappear in the middle of the parties for even an hour or two at a time and then come back in a completely different outfit. Um, And at one point they had, in New Orleans, you had to have a permit to own slaves, and you had to treat them right. And if you didn't treat them right, you lost lost your right to own slaves, Uh um, which is ironic. But anyway, um, 
they had lost their permanent to own slaves because this one slave girl was running away from um, Madame Lalaurie because apparently she wasn't brushing her hair correctly and um, she was being beaten for it. And she jumped to her death off of one of the um, off of one of the railings, uh, one of the balconies in the, into the courtyard. They lost their slaves. Well, Madame Lalaurie's family bought them a whole new crop of slaves under the other family's name, and um, and no, nothing much was heard until one day during a, a dinner party, the house caught on fire, and all the guests escaped. And the Lalauries escaped, but they didn't just escape the fire. They escaped the city because the, when the firemen found out what was going in, on inside the house, it was horrific. They were traumatized. They came out just throwing up um, because they found slaves in the attic tortured and um, experimented on and, um, you know, cut apart and medical experiments being done on them. And then in the basement they found even more slaves who were chained up and, and put in cells and, and tortured. So, um, and all of these slaves died in the fire. And then the house had been rebuilt, um, and but nobody ever lives there. Nobody's ever been able to live there because it's so haunted. And other some Orion was saying that this is the most dangerous haunting, that people get physically harmed. People have been killed by the ghost. Oh, my God. So... This time we walked by the, we were going, we were going to um, this pizza joint. And um, we we made this turn and we crossed the street and there's all these tours and people talking. And I looked up and I just got this terrible feeling and I looked up and went, oh my God, we're in front of the Lori Mansion. I did not even know where, we, where it was because I wanted to take Heatherly there. And we walked by, um the courtyard uh, we walked by it and there was the door open into the courtyard obviously there's workers in the house and it's gorgeous inside it's pristine it's perfect perfect but even looking in the door i was and i looked in the door and i immediately remembered the story the part of the story that dorothy told about the the young slave girl jumping to her death and i immediately looked up at that one balcony and i went Yes, this is what happened here, and 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 I said, I said, well, did you want to look in the windows? And Helen was like, hell no, let's go. <laughs> I am not interested. Um, I am not interested at all in in looking. But um, um, Wolf, who is Susan Diamond's husband, he took a few pictures looking into the um, into the windows, and there's these weird um, uh, uh, orbs and and ectoplasm that are in one picture, one spot in one picture, another spot in another picture. And he was just taking pictures through the uh through the glass. So that was that was interesting cuz if it was like a reflection of something from the street, it would be in the same spot, right? Yeah. So so it was it was uh that's the Lori Mansion is always that's just a very creepy place, very creepy. Ugh. Um but <laughs> But that, that, uh, and that, but that's the spirit of New Orleans, really, in the French Quarter. Um, so I run around all different parts of the French Quarter, and I don't, I stay away from Bourbon Street. It, it is amazing. They're mentioned, They're asking in the um, the chat room if um, 
Anne Rice got her idea for the Mayfair Witches. Now, interestingly enough, if nobody has read Anne Rice's biography that she wrote called, uh, or autobiography, um, called Out of Darkness, she does talk about all of the creepiness of uh, the French Quarter in New Orleans um, uh, in that particular book. So it is, if you have an, if you have an interest in that particular uh, world, and we know that Anne Rice is not afraid of the supernatural by any means, um, mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely a great read. Of course, you know, it eventually talks about her conversion to Catholicism again, and now she has converted away from it again, I think. But um, uh, but basically, uh, uh, it is a, a very, very interesting, very, very deep uh, type of read to, to, to read her particular process, um, which... Okay. Go ahead. Although I don't think that that was where the Mayfair Witches... I don't know. I don't have an answer for that, yeah, but neither. I do know that I have watched... I've seen movies. Uh, I saw this one particular movie that took place in the Caribbean with that exact storyline. Yeah. So that that I've I've seen a movie like that. I don't remember the name of the movie, and I've tried to look it up, but I was like, I saw a movie on that. So it was it it was it's been inspirational for some things. Let me tell you. Now I, you were going to say about Anne Rice. Uh, well, basically, it's interesting because a lot of her particular process through all of her novels. Um, you know, the Vampire Chronicles, uh, 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 the Mayfair Witches novels, um, uh, and even her uh, her recent um, uh, Christ novels and um, Angels of the Seraphim, plus she's got a new wolf novel out. Um, but all of them have to do with her own process through her own uh, spiritual search, which is why mm-hmm. I think that her, her particular books are uh, rather fascinating, and they all have kind of that New Orleans twinge and, and, and flavor to it. So... Um, uh, it is uh, it, it is rather fascinating. Now, the Folk Magic Festival started on Friday, correct? Correct. Okay, now tell me what you learned on Friday. Friday, what did I learn? It's, everything came together in my head. Oh, Friday I did a Blackhawk workshop. Oh, what is that? I'm so glad you brought this up. Blackhawk, there's a spirit of Blackhawk that, that um, feeds through a lot of the conjure work. Um, especially people who have Native American descent. And Blackhawk is <clears throat> is really interesting. Blackhawk will show up in people's lives and say, you know, he'll just like you'll you'll hear about him or you'll see something, you'll read something and he'll just show up in your life and say, I'm here and I want to work with you. Mm-hmm. Very much about justice and removing blocks. He has a very interesting tale about how um he tried to bring peace between the the white man and, and the Indian, and he kept trying to do this, and he kept getting um, he kept getting pimped. Um, and he was a very powerful medicine man, and eventually became a chief. Um, it, it the Black Hawk energy has been ever since I well I've, I've read about the Black Hawk energy a couple of times, and and a lot of that became very popular through the Spiritist movement because mm-hmm. um, they would they would um, Black Hawk would speak. Black Hawk speaks is a is a book um, that that was channeled. Um, so Star did a workshop on Black Hawk, but since she had brought down Black Hawk and showed everyone how to make the, his pot, which is in like a big wash tub and has dirt and a bunch of other things in there, um, she wanted to do something different this time. I was like, oh snap, because I didn't get the Black Hawk workshop last year. But she talked a lot about White Eagle and mm-hmm. Mother Ross. And um, and some of the work they do. So she talks about some of the spirits that that she works with. And one of the things that I learned Friday that was really powerful 
is um, last year you heard me talk about my spiritual experience where I brought through one of my guides um, who just downloaded her whole story to me, and her name is Labelia. Yeah, LaBianca or whatever her name is. (laughs) So she's, uh, Lobelia talks in my head quite a bit, and she helps me with readings and and my conjure and my hoodoo work, and she directs me to do different things, and it's it's worked out quite well. Um, But when I was telling the story about Lobelia to Star and and to Cindy Toto, who who was another one of the uh, instructors who put on the festival, she goes, oh, that sounds just like La Madama. Lama who? La Madama. Okay. The madam. And La Madama is is um, basically a saint of hoodoo. And mm-hmm. she um, she looks like Aunt Jemima. And um, people would bring that image into their house because she was she was Big Mama. She was Big Mama. There was, was a glow born. wrestler once called Big Bad Mama <laughs> that looked like Aunt Jemima. Did she? Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> so, um, so, see, she was channeling Lama Dama. <laughs> and, and so they were telling me the story about um, Lama Dama and how she was she started out as a as a slave girl and ended up a free conjure woman too. It was a very very similar story to to her energy and and, and Big Mama. Or La Madama has been um, has been a spirit that's worked through conjure and hoodoo um, for you know since the beginning here. Um, she's been adopted by um, some followers of Santeria. She's been adopted by some followers of Voodoo as one of their saints that they work with. And it is fascinating to me that so many people that I know that have worked hoodoo see her. They don't tell, but but they'll tell me later. I didn't tell them about it. There's this one client I had. I was having her work to do some different um, love trick work, mm-hmm. and she goes, "I've been dreaming about this big woman." And she tells me to call her Big Mama, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my God, you too!" <laughs> and, then, and then just different people that I talk to, they dream about her. They don't know who she is. They start dreaming about her. She's another one who taps you on the shoulder. So, Black Hawk, White Eagle. Um, Mother Ross is very similar to the the Lama Dama energy. Mother Ross is an old conjure woman who taught um, Mr. Robert, and then Mr. Robert taught Star. So there's just there's an interesting lineage, um, an interesting lineage coming through on on this, and so it was very, it just it was really exciting to be part of that, um, to to be part of that lineage because I think, and I say I say this all the time. We've lost our heritage. Mm-hmm. It's become very sterilized. That her- the heritage, the heritage is basically our founding fathers, and anything else is 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 irrelevant. And um, and what's interesting is that the uh, Black Hawk energy loves to work with the the American flag and the red, white, and blue and stuff. Yeah, he, he does love to work because he loves the Americas. He loves this land. So it's a very, it's a very interesting um, thing that I learned, and and working with him and how to work with with all of these energies and how to, um, the thing that Star talked about a lot was was creating a crossroads on your altar that you're working through using a using a cross and mm. anointing that and using putting the uh, the <clears throat> tea lights around it or votives made by Coventry around it in the four four corners 
and then putting your main working candle on top of that crossroads. That was that was absolutely fascinating to watch. Uh, it, it, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I did a, a, a healing with uh, Patty Shaw, which I recommend to anybody that um, uh, wants any form of uh, a healing on past traumas uh, to go to uh, healingswithpatty.com. Uh, and one of the interesting things is in my um, Akashic Records room when we were building it, Jackie, she said, well, what's on the floor? And I said, candles um, uh, you know, that, that are in the shape of the Tree of Life. And she goes, well, what kind of candles? I said, Coventry, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you, Storm. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's funny. They're they're in mine too. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Not only are they populating stores, but they're populating Akashic Record groups. <laughs> Patty is a great healer. Yes, she is. I'm so spoiled because I have her, and there's times when I've been in crisis and I've I've had and she hasn't been around or available, so I got to go somewhere else, which is not my favorite. Um, and where she gets down to the nuts and bolts, um, it, it, immediately. She gets down to the nuts and bolts immediately, and you walk away a changed person. And in a very gentle way, which which I appreciate it. Um, uh, was there anything else that happened on Friday? Um, what else happened on Friday? Um, was there an evening workshop? I there was. I think that was it. Um, for the workshop, there was just the one um, on Friday. There was there's a lot of tech there, and then there was an opening ceremony and stuff. And, okay. And that oh, you know what happened on Friday? Tell me. I went through um, <clears throat> Star's booth, uh, Old Cell Conjure, and then uh, Cindy Toto's booth, um, and her site is totomojo.com. And I bought a, a jack ton of stuff. And I'm like, what the hell did I just do? <laughs> <laughs> but their their mojo is really their their magic is really strong and and this is again going to sound kind of nuts so but um they're when you pick up an item that's charged and it fits you there is just this either a, there's just a sense of of shift that goes through your body if it's for mm-hmm. like I I bought I bought a chicken foot ready for cleansing you can do a lot of great cleansing with chicken feet and it's basically you're scratching off the um aura yeah. You're scratching the stuff out of the aura. And, I need a pterodactyl uh, foot, not a chicken. <laughs> it doesn't take much. When you have it all, your chicken foot all charged up. Um, so it was, uh, it just, I just bought, it just was like I had to have it. And I'm not that, I'm not a shopper like that. I'm not an impulsive shopper, mm-hmm. except apparently for magical tools, I guess. Um, and, um Cindy Toto makes these amazing railroad spikes that she anoints and charges and and she decorates and and does she basically makes a big mojo out of it and um the one I did um the one I bought from her cuz I had to have one <laughs> to put on my altar is called Tooth and Nail and I went oh that's it I by Tooth and Nail I'm crawling up you know it's been like that so I wanted to take that tooth and nail energy out of my life and how I work mm-hmm. and just let it be in this object that's going to be the tooth and nail for me. So Now, Jackie, what, what is the difference between a mojo and a gree-gree? Uh, very little. Okay. 
Uh, it's another name for it, like a juju bag or a mojo bag or a gree gree. Um, green gree is called gray magic. It's it's gree is literally gray. Mm-hmm. And so it's something that's uh, maybe a little borderline, um, where a mojo is bringing a blessing, a gree gree might be getting somebody out of your way or being a little a little gray in its intent. Oh, interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. So that brings us. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you. That brings us to Saturday. Tell us about the beginning of Saturday. Saturday was great. I, I, I was fully intended on going to. Um, well, Saturday was was a great day because I just went out in the morning with Heatherly. We at eight thirty we threw on some clothes. Um, washed our faces, threw out a little bit of deodorant, our gym shoes, and decided we were just going to get coffee and breakfast. Mm-hmm. We got back around 1. <laughs> we left at 8.30 and got back around 1. We shopped and we checked out the French Quarter and we went to, to lunch and breakfast and the hat store and um, just did a lot of great stuff. It was just walking around the French Quarter was wonderful. But then by, by the time we were eating at the courtyard of the two sisters at around noon i'm like i'm crabby i'm dirty and i need to go shower so (laughs) i had to uh i had to do that um uh, but it was so i did miss the early session the voodoo doll making class um but then i then i was able to at three o'clock do the how to pack your bible tool toolbox class which i have to say that one and the graveyard class that Orion did are the two breakouts for me that were absolutely exceptional. Now, what was this how to pack your Bible toolkit class? Um, it's really about using Bible, your Bible and magic. Okay, about awesome. using it. Well, um, the Bible was the book that mm-hmm. everybody had, right? This is You learned how to read so you can read the Bible. That was This is the center point of so many people's lives. And so much... We assume that because we're pagan or alternative that that's why we come to hoodoo. But really it's the opposite. There are there are more Christian conjure practitioners or hoodoo practitioners or root workers than there are pagan ones. This is really a Christian folk magic. And and I'm not saying that to belittle us, us alternative spirituality people because we learned it too and we still use it. Yeah. But there's a lot of – I did a lot of healing around – on my Christian upbringing on this because of uh, the way um, Star and Orion talked about it. It's, it said, this book is holy, absolutely, by generations, by thousands and thousands and thousands of years of people saying that this is these are holy words. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a difference between the Creator and the Bible, that that these are um, these words in the Bible, <clears throat> you think that God stopped talking once the Bible was written? I love that line. Yeah. <laughs> Once the Bible was written, God didn't stop talking then. God kept talking. Yeah, it's like but the Mayan the... calendar. Just because they stopped doesn't mean time did. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and Star said as she was getting ready for this class, <clears throat> she was looking through this Bible that someone had given her. And she came across the Book of Wisdom. Mm-hmm. And the Book of Wisdom is not in the King James Version. No, it's in the Catholic the... Version. It's in the Catholic Version. And the book of wisdom is wisdom is a woman. Mm-hmm. And if you read it, it, wisdom is 
God's right hand person. Yes. Right hand woman. The Shekinah. And God, pardon me. It's called the Shekinah. Okay. So, I it was it was really exciting to to see that, and and then there was different references in the Bible to wisdom and referring to wisdom as her. Yeah. And <clears throat> Star was. Star was said she was asking for how to present this class because she knew there was going to be a bunch of pagans there and and she didn't want to offend anyone and here she is just was presented with there's a god and a goddess and everything <clears throat> she said it changed her world listening to this well it was a great class absolutely amazing class and 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 uh, we did we did we did some bringing on some energy and blessing these prayer cloths <clears throat> and. I took one of the prayer My foot was killing me. I must have twisted or strained something in my foot before I left. No, it's that you walked and you never walk anywhere, according to Rebecca. My daughter. (laughs) (laughs) My daughter says, Mom, you never walk anywhere. And, well, last year I was struggling with plantar fasciitis, and I did a lot of healing on that, Mm -hmm. and I hadn't had an issue with it for months. And then I was home the Wednesday before I left for New Orleans I had got a, this twinge like in, just behind the ball of my foot and it was starting to hurt. Mm-hmm. So as I was walking around New Orleans, it was hurting more and more. So by Saturday evening when this class was around, I was in tears, like almost in tears with how much it hurt. And But I wasn't going to be a, a jerk about it. I wasn't going to drag everybody down. I was just going to keep going. I put the prayer cloth in my shoe Saturday um, after the class, and I walked around, and it stayed perfectly on my foot. It never came off my foot. And um, I had socks on, so it stayed stuck to my sock. Walking around all night, didn't even feel it. And my foot was feeling better and better and better. And then by Sunday morning when I woke up, my foot didn't hurt at all. Because they were showing us the power of a prayer cloth when you pray over it. Mm -hmm. And um, they talk about how you would pray over it three times a day with whatever prayer that you would say and and put it in your Bible and, and all that. And... Um, we did some divination with the Bible too. Ask a question, open the Bible, and the first spot you see, and it worked for everybody. <clears throat> it absolutely. Yeah, it's really. And she showed us how no matter what Bible she pulled stuff from three different Bibles, and no matter what Bible you you pull a page from and you burn it, um, the the words never burned. You can still read it. Oh, interesting. Mhm. Um, and she goes, try it. Just pull a page out of the Bible, and um, it has to be a page where, where the words are written. Versus, say, this is the King James version of the Bible, but it has yeah. to be part of. And and the words won't burn. <clears throat> and it just kind of, it brought me to a place to say that there are holy books. They might not be my holy books, but it doesn't make them less holy mm-hmm. because I'm not. I haven't dedicated my life to them. Just like I can, you know, walk into any church or walk into any synagogue or any any holy place, and it, it'll feel it. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it was it was really healing for me. It really brought some stuff back back home for me that it's not the church. The Bible is not the church. The Bible, the people are not the the religion. The 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 divine is the religion. Is the spirituality, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hey, I got some good stuff from from that too, and and. Using the Bible to divine 
that's that's brilliant. I love it. Yeah, bibliomancy is very very fascinating. In fact, it's um, now a very recommended um, uh, form of therapy. That basically the um, uh, they've done a lot of studies recently in regards to um, giving somebody, um, say for example, a book on depression. Um, will often help to alleviate the particular symptoms of depression. Um, it's a very, very fascinating um, study. And uh, there's, a, there's a book called David Burns called The Feel Good Handbook that anybody that I think that works in any form of uh, spiritual counseling or uh, you know, psychic counseling, any form of counseling, should definitely read that book because he goes into talking about the different tricks and uh, things that you can do with with just the particular process of uh, bibliomancy. And one of the things that they found, Jackie, is that if you hand somebody um, a psychotropic medication, and you know they did experience experiments handing one people psychotropic medications and the other um, books having to do with the particular subject, and the people that uh-huh. were able to that use the books, okay, seem to have results faster than people that just psychotropic medications. True. So it's, I like it's that. very fascinating. We have to go to a break. Um, okay. Pick up the phone and give us a call, 760-539-3235, if you want to talk to Jackie about being um, in New Orleans. Um, we will be back talking about the rest of Saturday and Sunday on the other side. Make sure that you visit CoventryCreations.com, our sponsor. Do not touch that dial. We'll be back right after the break.
Welcome back to Keep It Magic. Pick up the phone and give us a call. The number is 760-539-3235. Again, that's 760-539-3235. I'm here, of course, with the lovely, talented, and gifted Miss Jackie Smith. Reach Jackie off the air. Of course, go to CoventryCreations.com. And while you're there, peeps, buy some candles. Go with a platinum <laughs> card. Buy some candles. Um, Jackie, we're going to make a phone call, I believe. Yes, we're going to make a quick phone call. Yeah, we're going to make a phone call, and let me get up my little dialer button here. Okay, let's see. I I have to tell you a little secret. Whenever I'm doing phone calls and I'm having to dial in numbers, I can't help but do the numerology at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little crazy. Yeah, and that's interesting because our buddy that we are calling... Um, we're calling Orion Foxwood, and um, he said he called and there was no answer, so we didn't see anything come up on the switchboard. That was bizarre. Hello? Is this Hello? Orion? Hi, Orion. This is Jackie, and I have Storm, and we're on the air with Keep It Magic. Oh, how wonderful. I'm so sorry that you had trouble calling in. It's Probably not a problem. I'm still walking around in uh, the French Quarter here with a couple folks from the Conjure Festival and working on getting my voice back. (laughs) (laughs) Are you still in the Conjure Festival bliss? Oh, yes. Well, and, and Jackie bliss. (laughs) <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> took you a minute to respond on that one I heard that <laughs> Yeah, I was like, hmm, what did I do that was so blissful? <laughs> you were wonderful I don't think I drank that much <laughs> Yeah, you brought, you always do You always do Oh, well, thank you I wanted to, I, you know, I love the Folk Magic Festival And we have um, lots of listeners And I wanted to talk about how, you know, with Conjure Crossroads, how the Folk Magic Festival came about, if you wanted to give us a, a few minutes of that. Sure, sure. Now, uh, please forgive me because my voice is a little wonky. It's going out a little bit, and I'm out on the streets in New Orleans, which sounds funny, but just standing on the streets. But um, actually the... for New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect for New Orleans, right? Exactly. The, um, the vision behind... Um, Contra Crossroads in the festival is that um, we have a plethora of traditions and practices throughout the American South, hoodoo, conjure, spirit doctoring, etc., that have a healing and a helping benef- benefit to people who are seeking spiritual growth, spiritual healing, um, spiritual oneness. And so that really our value of that work, because several of us grew up either in Appalachia or in the South, and watched. We've seen it for years. And, of course, the practices have watched it for like 300 years, uh, how it helps people, how it helps people grow in their spirit, find a better life, find a happier life. And all of that really kind of uh, fueled uh, the vision behind Conjure Crossroads and then the, the vision behind the festival to embody that, you know. That I love that you guys put that together because it's Conjure Crossroads is you and mm-hmm. uh, Susan Diamond from Serpent's Kiss and uh, Cindy Toto from Toto Mojo 
and Starcasses from Old Style Conjure. Mm-hmm. And, and what's and, your website? And Shimmering, and Shimmering Wolf also. Oh, and Shimmering Wolf. How I can't forget Wolf. What am I saying? <laughs> he, he is unforgettable. He absolutely, absolutely is. <laughs> and and um, I, I, I know you're, you're talking with a froggy throat, as, as I am, too, because <clears throat> we all did a lot of talking and laughing together this weekend. <laughs> there was and, a lot of joy, wasn't there? There was. There was so um there was so much joy and it came from from an honesty. Mm-hmm. And I think that because it is a small group and I love that it's a small group and we mm-hmm. all get to meet each other. But it came from such such honesty and and, and going forward. I'm you and you and Star, you know, opened everything up and then with the energy of everyone who's organizing this Bless there you. wasn't room Thank for you. ego. Well, no, and you know, Jackie, one of the reasons we have focused our attention on um, the folk practices specifically is folk practices and folk magic keep us simple and they keep us focused on the good things of life, the things that we're all seeking, peace, happiness, health, prosperity, love, you know, the things that basically basically, um, comprise a life that I think all of us would consider happy and fulfilled. And and I think that because of the folk approach, that keeps a type of humility and a type of compassion um to you know, to this work. Right. We were talking earlier in the show about how um in in the conjure, the folk magic work, we're using things that are common. Mm-hmm. We're using the things that are around us, and and it keeps us grounded. We don't have to we don't have to use lofty uh, materials. It's fun to do that. It's fun to find you know, well, fall in love with that two thousand year old ring you found. <laughs> but um, it's it's amazing to to find that. But it's not necessary because we have all the tools around us. And I think that keeps us grounded and a little more humble. And really, you know, all we have to do is look to our everyday lives, um, look to the spirit in our everyday lives, and pull strength, pull spirit, pull inspiration from that. Um, uh, We don't need really fancy rituals. We don't need, I mean, they're nice. I mean, I love them too. We don't need all that. We need our heart. We need source by whatever you call it. And that was one of the messages of the festival when Star and I did the Bible workshop, was um, that um, it's all about connecting to source um, and pulling that source into our lives by whatever name we call it and having a better life, an inspired life, a fulfilled life. And really, that's what we're all looking for. Mm-hmm. It is, and that, that's, that's an amazing message because so much... We're taught the external, the wrapping. We're taught about that wrapping, Mm -hmm. that um, this is how you get a man to fall in love with you. This is how you control the woman you work with. When really, if you bring the source in and start healing those things inside out, you get Mm -hmm. to be lazy. They all fall in place. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Jackie, it was a treat to have time with you at the festival. We we love you. We're so glad you're a part of our, our tribe, you know. Oh, I love being part of it, and and um, and I love and thank you for um, just 
you know, I'd love to have you on for a whole show when your voice is better. And I know you're just dipping in right now, and and I'm I'm excited. But what's Thank your you. before before we forget about this part? What is your website? Oh, thank you. It is um, Orion, O-R-I-O-N, Foxwood, F-O-X-W-O-O-D, dot com. Sorry, my voice is going out. I have that sort of Lauren Bacall meets Rod Stewart sound going on. <laughs> it's I'll get out. And uh, you have... You are way more than conjure too. You have the fairy tradition that you have, and you have. You're such a dynamic speaker, and. Oh bless you, thank you. And ever as I get to know you, finding out that that you have the psychological aspect, you got the therapist aspect behind it. No wonder, no wonder you, just being in your presence is healing. And oh, look at the love fest for a moment. It's ridiculous. Thank you. God has bless you. Honestly, my thing is, I love source. I love spirit, and I love spirit in people, whether they're human people or other people, and that's what's driven the fairy work because, of course, I love spirit throughout all nature, human nature and other nature. And then the conjure work, which is more my cultural, you know, tradition, my cultural practices. And then witchcraft, which is really my religion because I'm so inspired by uh, the goddess of, of, of faith, the goddess of our nature, and how she shows us. Um, the great web of life and how we all fit into it. So all three of those kind of come together in my work. Thank you. But thank you. Thank you. I'm going to have to run here in a minute because I'm standing out on the streets. Um, it's starting to rain and I'm bald. I don't have anything to cover my head. <laughs> well, I'm you go, but thank you for dipping in for a second. And we're going to schedule thank a whole you. show with you so we can talk about that. I adore you, Orion. I miss you already. Thank you so much. Thanks, y'all, for having me on. And lots of love to you all. And let us all find our place in the circle. Yes. Take Thank care, you. Ryan. Blessings. Bye. Bye. That was very uh, insightful, Jackie. Oh, yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, he definitely he, has really, really good, uh, big, gigantic energy. I have to have a little love fest for the moment, especially when you find somebody who so inspires you, and he so inspires me. Mm-hmm. And um, whenever I take a class from him, I can't take notes fast enough. <laughs> when I when I'm there's always so much beauty and poetry coming out of his mouth as he's he's presenting that. Um, and it, so if you ever have an opportunity to take a class with Orion Foxwood drop everything and go i'm not even kidding and and i love i mean there's a lot of people i admire absolutely mm-hmm. um and uh and but he i think he's really topping out the list just he's such a dynamic speaker he's got maybe it's the preacher in him too but um but um it, i don't take notes at a lot of different places but him i can't stop taking notes heavily was agreeing with me who heavily traveled with me so i'm really happy with that <laughs> so what else happened? We have about 12 minutes left. Uh, give me any other highlights you want to – there was something about creative conjuring. Creative conjuring, that was great. Cindy uh, – excuse me, Susan Diamond from Serpent's Kiss, she um, ran that class, and that's the one I was late for mm-hmm. because I was in the second line. And that class was about talking about using everything around you mm-hmm. um, um, and what what creative ways can can you do this? She talked about you know like 
um, a plant in your area and doing some conjure work, leaving that plant in nature and letting it grow. Kind of like planting a tree for a new child, that kind of energy. Or maybe there's um, oh, a great example she had was, you know, after after a devastating storm that the, the flower that's left, you know, tapping into that energy and, and having that strength. Um, and then we, I talked when it was a, it was a little bit of a round table, round robin, and people were sharing. Mm-hmm. And I had talked about all the energy that I had experienced in the second line, and how I just wanted to be a battery. I, I was feeling very tired. Um, you know, when you're on a long journey, and I'm not just talking about the Rainbow Tour, but you know, it's next year will be 20 years that I've been doing Coventry and I've been riding the roller coaster, and I was feeling starting to feel really tired. And a little disenchanted, mm-hmm. and I knew that walking in that morning, I I had done readings for a couple people, and they said, "Well, throw three cards for yourself." And I threw them, and I was like, "The first card was the fire energy and will," and that really struck me that to to do what I want to do, I have to have the energy for it. Yeah. So, um, I uh, and then I'm here. I am at the second line. And I'm I'm like you're in, and I hear that thing. You're in the middle of all this energy, and I use it. And I really feel different from that. I really feel like I was, I just was that battery. I was just like pulling in all that, that cleansing energy and that fresh and that pure joy for what we're doing. And and I was so excited. So I shared that in the Creative Conjure that sometimes you go you go to the winning ball game and throw your prosperity magic out there, you know. Yeah. Or you go to a concert. And and throw your love magic out there because you know, you know how you go to a rock and roll concert. It's easy to get laid afterwards. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's from all the Dionysian energy that goes on there. <laughs> exactly. And this one girl was talking about how she takes pictures. Um, she'll find an interesting picture that um, will strike her as, as a certain energy, and so she'll take that picture with her camera, and then print it out and use that in her work. And I looked at her and I said. Have you ever thought about taking all those pictures and creating your own divination system for them so you know what kind of energy you need? So it was this great round robin um, that of sharing, people talking about what, what they did. And um, oh, was it? there's a, a lot of info on masks. People were talking about how they use their masks. There's somebody who keeps a mask on his desk um, facing him so that um, anyone who walks in has to drop their mask. And they can only tell them the truth. I thought that was fascinating. Interesting. Mhm. And um, and then Star talked a lot about using a cross. She had, she took this wooden cross and she painted it, and it's just like a simple cross that you get at the craft store. Yeah. And she turned it into a crossroads. I think I started talking about that. Yeah. Um. So she would lay it on her working space on her altar. And she would take her petition and fold it and lay it crosswise um, <clears throat> on the on the cross, diagonal, I should say. And then she would take her candle that she's working on and she would put it right on top of that. And then in, in each of the pockets of the cross, she would put a, a, a tea lighter, um, a votive candle. And in that way, the crossroads is one thing. Sometimes she'll put... Um, paint stuff on that cross because it's just a cheap little cross or she could do um, she would glue pennies on with the with a shield up yeah if, if it's protection work 
on each of the little um, parts um, and then put the candle on top. I, I mean, just also to protect her magic so no one can steal it. It was just great just looking at uh, it just opened up a lot of thought for me going, oh, yeah, I can see putting a permanent crossroads on one of my altars and doing my magic right on the crossroads where magic is, the between space. Interesting. So um, <clears throat> somebody was asking me in the chat room if I'm from New Orleans. I'm not. I'm from Detroit, and the Folk Magic Festival, They're from the folks who organize it are from all over the country, and they have it in New Orleans because everybody's in love with the French Quarter, so. Um, so that's that's where, and you can find the Folk Magic Festival at folkmagicfestival.com. Now, are you signed up for the next one already? Uh, well, they haven't had they haven't put the sign up yet. <laughs> <laughs> now you know that Dorothy Morrison is sitting on that page. Is sitting on that page waiting for them to put yeah, the she's one waiting up. for him to. <laughs> oh, speaking of that, um, Star had this jar, this bottle that she found. And it's a high-heeled boot, and she has she had worked her uh, conjure work in there, um, lots of herbs and some things that she did, and she prayed over it. And I said, I have to have that because I got to put that on my altar for Dorothy for her healing. Because Dorothy was going to go, but she broke her foot. Well, her dog broke her foot, right? Her, yeah, her dog broke her foot, and so she's um, she's in good recovery, and and I miss her horribly, and uh, so. I'm I uh I'm hoping that next well next year there's no hope and next year she's going to be amazing. Yeah, next year she'll be amazing. So it's not going to be a problem at all now, is it? <clears throat> so it's there's just there was a ridiculous amount of stuff to learn this weekend and um and it really every time I, that I go there I come back inspired. Um, the other takeaway I had from that is Orion talked about boneyard magic mm-hmm. and how we have um, three souls or three aspects to our soul. We have the aspect that um, belongs to the source. And I, I don't have my notes in front of me, but <clears throat> then we have the aspect that kind of has our personality that, that goes back um, at the end of this life and then becomes another another incarnation, shall we say, and then we have the part of the soul that stays with the body. It's like the memory that stays with the body. And then once you're buried, that, that memory just seeps into the ground and becomes part of it. And that's why graveyard dirt can be so powerful because <coughs> you're tapping into that energy and that memory of that person. So um, so you're not necessarily calling a spirit back to do work for you. You're looking at the the that energy that stayed the memory that part of the soul that stayed with the body, and then just went back into the earth, and then that's where it's most powerful and populated. Amazing. We're done. I we are, aren't we? We're done. Do you want to close, or do you want me to close? Uh, why don't you bring us home, babe? Because I'm cracking with the voice now. You've been listening, of course, to Keep It Magic. We're on the air every single Tuesday at 4 p.m. next Thursday. Join us. Jackie and I will be doing readings the whole show. It is our thank you and our Thanksgiving show for all of our listeners. So if you would like to get a reading from Jackie and myself, make sure that you give us a call next Thursday. Um, Also, make sure that you cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com, the sponsor of our show, and uh, pick up many of the products that are available there. Your purchase of products 
from Coventry, of course, keep us on the air and keep this show going. So cruise on over, get some candles, um, have a lot of fun with them. Uh, they will really change your life, and if you have a problem, regardless of what that is, of course, we have a candle for that. Um, to reach Jackie off the air, of course, go to CoventryCreations.com. To reach me off the air, of course, go to PsychicFriendsNow.com. Become a fan of our page on Facebook. That's www.facebook.com. And type in Keepin without the G. It magic, and that is our fan. That that is our fan page. So check that out and like us up on Facebook and of course on Twitter. Follow Keep It Magic. And we hope you all have a great afternoon. And Jackie, what do they need to do? We need to keep it magic. Peace out, everybody. Have a great afternoon.